Fantasy Affair, Fantasy Football. All right, week one in the books. Gardner Minshew is 1-0. and oh. Burrow falls short by a blown kick and an injury followed by that to Bullock. And, of course, as we all predicted, Corey Davis over 100 yards and the wide receiver to own in Tennessee. Get out of here. We will get into all of that. But, of course, first, greetings, Fantasy Affairians, and an exciting welcome. Thank you for joining the Fantasy Affair Football Podcast. I am your host, Brian Manganero. With me, as always, my friends and your favorite analysts, starting off with the Maddie Daddy. Maddie, how's it going, man? Doing good, Brian. Cool as the other side of your pillow. Ready to rock and roll. We got a hurricane in Florida, but I got the motion in the ocean. And I'm ready to rock, baby. Week one. Uh-uh. Yeah, buddy. Excellent. Good to have you, dude. Uh, next up, our Ooh. resident madman, Sean the King Pomroy. What's up, buddy? Hello, my friend. How's your mother? How's your mother doing, Brian? <laughs> Fantastic. Good. Good to hear. Good to be here. Can't wait to talk about football. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Always, as always, exciting to have the Mad Man in this corner, uh, in our corner at least. Uh, next up, Chris Lemoulier. How you doing, bud? Oh, the key up says new. You know it. Dude, I am feeling it, guys. What a weekend. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about it right before we kicked uh, record here. Hey, I'll give you a little look behind the curtains. That is uh, what I am hoping and predicting to be the longest period of time in our lives where we should go without football. Uh, I don't expect another uh, complete lack of preseason. I don't expect another... Um, crazy you know uh, global pandemic and holy crap LaVisca Chanel Gardner Minshew I have been uh, feeling very contrarian on these guys for some time to see them go out and do what they did week one uh, on top of just all the other glorious football we got oh man it was good stuff I'm stoked stoked for awesome. this season awesome man good to have you and taking wasting no time getting in there putting his flag down and stating his point. Chris Moulier, always good to have you. Uh, finally, after all, we do have our Captain Berkalicious. Eric, how are you, my dude? I'm doing well, dude. It was a good week once at my Lions loss because for whatever reason we got stone hands out there. Uh, but it was good. So we're doing recaps. It's all about games, games, games. But I want to give a little shout-out to my uh, affair from fantasy football, and that is my, the love of my life. She hooked me up, man. She let me sleep in. I woke up with three different kinds of wings, some homemade crab dip. She took care of the kids. She bought, and bought beer. Man, Man was, I dude spoiled, straight you know, spoiled. Told, I heard him tell the, tell the girls more than once. This is his Christmas morning. <laughs> you gotta leave him alone. <laughs> my I was over there on my phone on the left, well on the watching the TV. It was, it was gold. So thank well, you. Well, all cheers to to your you and yours because what a Sunday that sounds like. Uh, you know. That's that's what we love here at Fantasy Affair uh, you know, Football Podcast. We, we spend our time watching our football games with our significant others. We play in our fantasy leagues with our significant others, and we talk about it. It's fantastic having them a part of this. As we all know, uh, this, is, this is what we do. This is what we're going to do. So uh, super happy to have you guys in. Welcome to the show. Uh, guys, we're going to get up about uh, week one. We, we've got to talk about it. But first, uh, breaking news from week one. 
We need to get into it with our man, Chris Lemoulier. Holy hamstrings, Batman. Uh, man, week one, obviously we had a good time, but uh, as most of you know, we've got a ton of injuries to talk about. Um, honestly, the the list of players impacted either directly by injury or, you know, uh, moving up the depth chart because of somebody in front of them is um, honestly too long to cover in this short little segment. But I think a, a handful that really stuck out to me, something to look at, uh, obviously those kind of bell cow running backs that have been touted uh, all offseason. Uh, Marlon Mack uh, tore his Achilles tendon. It's the longest uh, tendon in your body. Uh, it's not good. Um, it, quite frankly, uh, you know, in, in redraft, he's absolutely cuttable right now. He's gone for the season. Um, I hate to break it to you. If you can, tra if you can trade anybody, uh, you know, Marlon Mack for an asset, I guess try. But uh, really, you're probably better off just cutting him. And in Dynasty, I would say, uh, feel some offers out there, see if anybody wants to bite. But, but honestly, uh, this injury is so devastating uh, when it comes to running backs, especially running backs going into their second contract. Um, it, I mean, if you, if you can get a, you know, a bag of Cheetos for him, uh, take it, because that, that might be all you get. Uh, I was so going to say the ham sandwich, but you know what? A bag of Cheetos for my back <laughs> is pretty you know? much good at this point in Dynasty. So. So so that, but, but the good news is that's wheels up for Jonathan Taylor, right? Um, Quentin Nelson had a back injury at the end of last season. He had a back injury again this offseason. Uh, something to watch out for. I mean, that was kind of like the whole hype of the offseason was Jonathan Taylor running behind Quentin Nelson. Um, that O-line, not quite what we thought they were going to be, certainly in week one. Um, I'm not ready yet to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, front seven is a monster, uh, but uh, they did they did all right. I mean, they held their own, but uh, we were kind of hoping that there would be bigger lanes. So uh, JT's upside is something to monitor, but uh, my gosh, uh, what was the biggest negative we heard about that guy? Uh, you know, the whole offseason was he doesn't catch a lot of balls. Well, I think we successfully put that to rest. Not only did he catch uh, quite a few passes in the game against Jacksonville, he did so uh, fluidly and efficiently. So um, wheels up. If you've got Jonathan Taylor shares, uh, enjoy, treasure them. Um, this is going to be a really fun ride with this guy. Uh, let's see. Le'Veon Bell landed on uh, IR. Uh, Adam Gase apparently knew about this uh, in the game, put him back in there. Uh, so that didn't work out too well. Uh, IR is weird this year. So we're not, um, I, I'm not 100% sure of the exact uh, uh, length of the injury, but I do know that it's only a three-game designation, so he, he doesn't necessarily have to miss half the season. Uh, in the interim, uh, I'm told that they signed uh, Kalen uh, Balage, um, which probably gives nobody any <laughs> excitement, but I guess something to monitor. Uh, personally, if I'm buying into this offense at all, I'm probably just going to rest and wait on uh, Mims or, or Crowder or something, but uh, very good. Uh, Mims, Mims actually is on the IR as well. So yeah, that's why I said wait on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, right, I right. think I'd rather wait on him than, than try and invest in Adams or, or Kalen Balazs. That's just me personally, but you know, we could talk about that a little more if we need to. And then um, for the Steelers, uh, Connor uh, goes down with an ankle sprain. Uh, they're, they're talking optimistically. They're saying the right things, but uh, 
he did not look good uh, coming out of it. He's at the end of his contract. Uh, didn't look good last year. He has a constant injury history. And all of a sudden, you've got a slimmed down, trimmed up, beefier, bulkier uh, Benny Snell come in and look like the part. Uh, he played aggressive and impressive. Um, I think Connor lost his job. I'll just flat out say it. And um, if for some reason he comes back and he's healthy, um, I expect him to be the 1B if Benny Snell can keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, Benny Snell, definitely something we're going to be talking about here coming up in the uh, future of this show. Uh, we've got our swipe right section for you. We're going to be talking all the hottest waiver ads going on. But to start, just a quick recap of this game, uh, let of me this just, week of games. Go ahead, Chris. Let me just throw one more out there that we didn't cover. I wanted to kind of roll this off of James Conner. It wasn't quite uh, in order here, but Michael Thomas um, – the Saints were also being very optimistic about his ankle. And uh, not only is it bad, it's worse than they thought. It is a high ankle sprain. He will be out for several weeks. Um, this is the exact same injury that caused massive inefficiency and slugginess from uh, Saquon Barkley last year from Alvin Kamara. When you're talking about the uh, defending number one wide receiver in fantasy, I think it's safe to say this is a huge hit. Um, hit Anyone that invested in him invested high. Uh, man, um, I don't know what to tell you. When he comes back, he's going to be fine. He's Michael Thomas. But how long will that be? Uh, hard to say. I would say we might want to cover this uh, later. But get out Get out if you're in redraft. Um, if somebody wants to take the risk and hold him, um, your job is to win games to get to the playoffs. We can figure it out in the playoffs, right? But if you're losing games waiting on Michael Thomas to come back, you're not doing yourself or your team any service. Yeah, you have to look at that. You have to look at it being a high ankle sprain. Everybody remembers the the sorrow tale of last year of Saquon Barkley and coming back too quickly and just showing that the human body is just not capable or not supposed to get back from an injury uh, of that significance in that amount of time. So uh, thank you, Chris, for yeah. all of that injury stuff that we always need to be paying attention to, especially when it happens to a guy like Michael Thomas who you draft in late first, early second uh, of your of your fantasy drafts. Pour one out. Pour one uh, out I absolutely got him in a league with my Vegas buddies at the 2-1. So Hey, I picked him in a best ball at 2-1. So yeah, that didn't there do us any good, did it? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked great then, but for now. Uh, so moving into a quick little rundown of this week, we got a surprise game. Uh, in Philadelphia against the Washington football team. Washington football team is actually the undefeated team in the NFC East, uh, which brings up our own Maddie Daddy's favorite team, Dallas Falls, to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Maddie, talk to us about that game a little bit. <laughs> Too soon. Man, my Cowboys hit the bed. Daddy sad. Uh, as far as the Cowboys go, offense still looks sharp, a little conservative, but loved how Lamb was being involved. A little sad about my boy Blake Jarwin. I was pumping him up all offseason. Interesting to see uh, what we do there. Maybe some Delaney Walker. I don't know. Uh, as far as defense, though, ugh, that's some nasty shit. Uh, pass rush is good, but that, that pass defense is going to – lose us a lot of games if we can't keep up. 
Just a, a little sad as far as the Cowboys go, Brian. But uh, no, uh, no, no Dalton Schultz love for you over there. I'm not ready. Not ready for it. Well, I don't I'm know. Not ready. Ready. <laughs> I noticed that when when the ball came towards him, he did not catch it. Uh, he was not good at that part of the game. So. I had Witten too long. I was so used to him, and then I endorsed Jarwin. Now I can't do it, Brian. Yeah, but come on, we you you at least you saw that just egregiously bad uh, OPI call on Gallup yeah. there at the end. Oh my yeah, god! I just I tr- Which, after the Des Bryant uh, drop or whatever, I try not to think it was too like, much about penalties. Oh yeah, sad day for Cowboy Nation. But, but how about those Rams? They look good. Well, Got the ball off quick. When when your pass rush is as good uh, as good as it is to get the ball off quickly is super important against a team like the Cowboys. But that made Robert Woods in turn look uh, look like the guy we expected him to jump into the wide receiver one tier, uh, and left Cooper Cup a little bit in the dust. So definitely mentioning those Rams is a good look. Uh, Sean, what do you have to say about the new Rams look? Um, I don't. I think it's gonna vary depending on who they're playing against and I don't think it's going to be something you can book in it looked very similar to last year you're going to have cup with the less catches less yardage red zone threat and then you're going to have woods that's why I had woods baby at number six overall you guys questioned it hey swipe right for Sean you're going to have 100 catches well over 100 catches and like 1400 yards this year calling that at least woods at over 100 catches Damn right. You are out of your freaking mind, dude. Yeah, six week one, 105 yards, 17 yards a catch. It was six times 16. He's still short of 100 <laughs> by four. We're running because of the game script, man. They weren't trailing. It was an even game. Games, when they get down, he's going to have like a buck 50. He's going to put up some big yardage games, man. Telling you right now. I love to hear it. I love to hear about Bobby Woods, uh, one of the most disrespected fantasy players that we've seen in a long time. So uh, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, and then finally, we have to bring up who we're going to be talking about in the swipe right section, but just a bigger role than expected for Malcolm Brown uh, uh, for versus Cam Akers coming in uh, into this game. So Berkey, what do you have to say or what are your thoughts on that? I'm Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown shared the uh, targets and, and Cam Akers involvement. I don't think it's unexpected at all. I think that's exactly how I thought it would be. I thought he would take the first snap. I thought he would get the high leverage carries like in five and anything for a short third down pickup. Without an OTA, honestly, he's, he's not that high profile rookie. Like he landed in an ideal spot, but they went and they kept Malcolm Brown. The Lions tried to sign him, and they decided to pay him. And Daryl's still there. So, yeah, so I, I don't think it's unexpected at all. Two touchdowns is great. <laughs> <laughs> he played. He just didn't play well. It really oh, doesn't boy. look like he belongs in the NFL, man. Daryl, though. your toad, boy. No. No good, Daryl. No good. <laughs> Daryl Henderson? There's yeah. plenty of people that don't belong in the NFL, and they keep getting picked up. More yeah, sure for Rams, anything can happen. Just that game script. And usually, usually the times that we hear that, those are those super athletes, those freak athletes that you know move laterally like like nobody can, and they just don't pan out as true NFL running backs. 
So we will be talking about that coming up shortly. But uh, to move a little bit to the side, uh, Berkey, keep it going with your game of the week and what you took away from it. Oh, man. My game of the week, uh, the one that just popped out, San Francisco against Arizona. And you got the – they went to the Super Bowl. They're not the reigning Super Bowl champs, but they're the reigning champs in their, in their side of the uh, league, right? And they still have the defense, and you're expecting defenses maybe to be sloppy, but you, you want to see what Kyler can do in year two. You want to see how his new weapon shows out, uh, Denard Hopkins, and the biggest knock on him is the target share. Like, they run all these quick routes. Is he going to be able to get loose? Is he going to get all his targets? Is he going to get all his catches? And he came out and set a career high in receptions in his first year in the desert against an elite defense with 14. He was open the entire game, and Kyler's that little field mouse out there like, Sean likes to say he's just squirrely if it's available he takes it and if he extends the play hop is it's open it's man it was fun to watch nuts I I would have to agree fun to watch is definitely he can't a hit part him. of that game that was a very just exciting to watch the field mouse I love it madman brought it brought it to us as the field mouse so hey madman what up what about what? Uh, that door for nuke oh shit What's it my sound like? Was, if my son wasn't sleeping, you'd hear the loudest slam ever. You know what? I have to bring up a couple more things. Couple Go ahead, more Things with Arizona. I didn't see anything out of Dan Arnold, uh, and I watched the game intensely. He just he wasn't a factor. Christian Kirk wasn't really a factor. Fitzgerald's going to do his thing. Uh, it's just not a lot. Kenyon Drake got workhorse-ish role. He conceded a lot to Chase Edmonds, but game one, Chase is pretty good. Just Chase was so efficient. So it's an exciting offense. I think the biggest beneficiary is Kyler Murray, not any one particular play, though Hopkins lots and I actually Kyler's more accurate. And I like it better because he throws all the routes. And then when you look at San Francisco, I mean their defense is what it is. They held an explosive team to twenty four. I mean, it's week one, but the, the thing that stood out to me, Mostert was hyper-efficient, okay? He caught a, caught a, like, a little tiny slant, took it to the house. Other than that, he didn't do a whole lot, and McKinnon was out there for every single third down snap. And so when you're looking at some value, an RB3, bi-week filler, maybe had an injury, maybe you're like me and you got Miles Sanders and you're just fucking hating your life, you relied <laughs> on Chris Thompson. McKinnon is a nice pickup. If he can score – the floor with the reception is there. And if he's going to play every third down, the way their offense runs, where it's, it's kind of run, run, pass. If they can run, 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 run. They... And Kittle's a little banged up. Uh, he's got a really nice floor. So that's my, that was my takeaway. Excellent, excellent. And we look forward to uh, McKinnon's name as well on this upcoming fun little ditty we have for everyone uh maddie why don't you get into your game or sorry maddie we got already we got you already chris uh take over for the dolphins and the pats because you have watched this game and recorded seven times over <laughs> and over we <laughs> it. of all the games times, to pick to watch so what you're about oh to hear is what a weirdo yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it may not have been seven times, but good Lord, it, it, it certainly felt like it. I watched this game a few times trying to chart the uh, Dolphins. Uh, let's, 
not bury the lead, though. Cam Newton looks incredible, guys. He is back. He is healthy. He is freaking huge. Uh, it has been a while since we have seen him on the field, and my goodness, he is just every bit of that, you know, MVP pace 2018 cam that we were expecting. And it, it's pretty obvious that uh, uh, the boys over in, in uh, Foxborough are very excited about their new toy. They were running him up the middle to the side all over. Uh, it was awesome. The wide receivers, not awesome. Uh, Patriots wide receivers are terrible. I don't think this is any shock. There's room for growth for sure. But, you know, I, basically I saw this is how Brady looked last year. He just, forced it a little more because he doesn't have cam's legs um so i'm i'm thinking you know <laughs> it might sound a little crazy but uh you know given a full bill of health uh cam could find himself to be more successful this year than uh than brady was last year and i think that's definitely a reality that that could come to fruition something to watch uh as the year progresses Preston and uh, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker were uh, getting basically uh, dual man coverage corners on Stefan Gilmore and uh, 2018's undrafted free agent JC Jackson, who just, man, every time that guy steps on the field, I'm just stunned that they picked him off the, uh, the streets effectively. Um, he was awesome. He played really good. Gilmore played really good. They both got uh, in there breaking up passes, picking off passes. Fitzpatrick is not the answer to Miami long-term. I think we all knew that, but uh, just coming into week one, uh, it, it's honestly a little upsetting that he hasn't improved more in the offseason. So uh, he knows his job's in jeopardy. I think he's just giving all he can give, uh, and that's just the reality of the situation. Um, when Parker went out, uh, Jakeem Grant slid right into his position, uh, something to monitor if he continues to stay out. Looks like Isaiah Ford, uh, a popular uh, stash, uh, may not have the um, wide receiver three uh, plus uh, role that we were thinking he might have in the event of injury. And then I got to say, um, Gusecki played that the slot most of the time. And, and then when Parker went out. He kind of lined up his wide receiver a lot, playing that big slot role. So uh, we'll see if he continues to do that. But uh, that's when he got his real um, stats and his targets on on the game. So uh, not a whole lot different than last year when Preston Williams went out. Uh, definitely concerning if you're a Gasicki truther uh, like myself, who thought maybe his athleticism and his uh, stats at the end of the season won out. Um, the only other thing I'd say there is that Gaskins and Breda, uh, they were given sort of uh, rotational chances uh, early in the game. And, uh, you know, same as, uh, same as um, uh, Laird and uh, uh, Jordan Howard. And, man, every time those guys were on the field, they made something happen. Uh, as the game wore on, you could see they were getting more and more work and more consistent work. Uh, I think the final, like, probably most of the fourth quarter, it was Gaskins or Brita on the field almost entirely out of the shotgun. So uh, when that team is trailing, or certainly in this aspect, they're just trying to score. Those guys are on the field. I think there's some fantasy value there. Uh, definitely something to monitor. Sure. Excellent. And when we when we get guys like this who just kind of emerge from this backfield on the team that's rebuilding, uh, Maddie, I think you have a word for what those are. Are those players uh, – particularly anything like some yum yums or what what is that, that? <laughs> uh, some yeah, sort of sushi uh, roll yeah, yeah. Uh, right california roll <laughs> it's a yum yum roll it's got that shrimp tempura on the top uh, spicy yum crab. yum sauce please mm. uh, for a little miles gaskin love uh, 
But to move on to uh, some more games for this week that definitely stood out to us, we're going to go to the Madman and let him continue his journey with Mr. Tom Brady. Oh, Sally. Oh, sweet, sweet Sally. <laughs> Tommy boy. I, I, I want you to go back and play the tape from what I said last week, and I pretty much laid it out for you. I said I'd be shocked if Mr. The Mr. Bucks could pull it off and they could beat the Saints, that they were definitely up against it. We all know about the, the bizarre absurdness of the 2020 world we're playing in. Tom has been playing with the same, same staff in the same place for 20 years, and uh, he had to go somewhere else. So I had low expectations for the first game, and I kept it in check because I'm really hard on Tom. Nobody's harder on Tom than I am. Get that straight right now, all right? I don't let Tom slide. When Tom sucks, I'll tell you when Tom sucks. And that Tom so completely sucks, all right? Tom can suck. Anybody can suck. Doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to suck at times. You're playing with other professional athletes that are amazing at the game that they're playing too. Um, so Tommy Boy, nice opening drive. After that opening drive, I was so fucking pumped just running through the house with my pants off, hanging out the window. <laughs> um, and... Uh, then Mr. Arians decided to call like 18 runs in a row and it really was fucking driving me nuts. And I'm like, what are you doing? Let Tommy sling it. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that Mike Evans made it through without a recurring injury. I was so worried. Definitely didn't play him. Mm -hmm. I sat him in a 16 team league because well, rule number one in fantasy, don't play a guy who's question game time, questionable decision with a hamstring. Don't do it. So it was good to see him actually catch a touchdown at the end. But, um, the, Tommy looked pretty good. He did some dumb shit. Um, he's learning a new fucking offense. And I'm going to give him a break. I'm going to give him a little bit of a break. He had times where he looked really good making the throw, all the throws he needed to get. And I want to say on that note, there's a couple balls Mike Evans should have caught because of P.I. that we need to put P.I. There's nothing worse. You know the excitement? Yeah. Your guy throws the ball up and your guy's going deep and you're like, dude, he's got a feet. He's got yeah. a feet. And then he just fucking clubs them and, and tackles yep. them. No I have always, I have always been a proponent for one to give some form of point five, something, something for something. It's a talent. It's a talent. Here's my proposal. Here's my proposal. I was thinking about it. half Let's of the it. yards. You give them half the yards, and then if it's oh, like a holding much. call, if you give them a holding call, um, then it's like a quarter of a point. A hold, if they cause a holding call, it's a quarter of a point. So it's like not even – it's like, I guess, a half a catch and a half point PPR. And then That's if a, it's a 40-yard PI, you give them 20 yards. You don't even give them the catch. You just give them half half the yardage or something. Half shit. the yardage. It's not a bad thing. You know, I've, I've definitely – half the yardage has come up in a lot of conversations. You know, this is going to be a good Twitter uh, Twitter poll. So we're going to have up on our Twitter, at FF Affair. Uh, uh, we're going to have our little poll here to see what you think about PI – uh, pass interference calls against your receiver going in fantasy instead of no points. Should they get half the yardage? Should they get the points for the catch and the yards? Uh, we will have some options out there to poll and kind of see what you guys think, and we'll have those answers for you next week. But uh, definitely a good point to bring up with Mike Evans. Yeah, let me bring it home real quick on these guys. Yeah, please, please. On the offense as a total – I, and Rojo and Fournette, man, uh, I wanted I wanted to think that I could go buy Fournette. You could definitely buy Fournette right now. I think you might want it. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that backfield. I don't even want to talk about that backfield because it just feels – I like do. 
But you do. That's the whole thing. I don't want to talk about it because I don't know what to do. But at the same time, I feel like I should buy both guys. Um, Fournette, you would seem to be the more upside play for sure, no doubt. Because he's a better receiver. He's so much of a better receiver. It's ridiculous. Um, so I guess now that I'm talking about it, I can go Fournette. But what I was thinking about before that, I, I was – I had zero then. I wanted to talk about something else. That's OJ Howard. OJ Howard and Gronk. I told you Gronk is dust. Ranked him at fucking. I didn't even want to rank him as a tight end because I'm not playing him. And I love the man. I love Mr. Rob Gronkowski, but he's a broken. He can block. That's all he can do now. He's just a blocker. And told maybe you. He'll, he'll cap a couple touchdowns. So cap a couple cap, cap a touchdowns. <laughs> you, you started him, Burke. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, I did start him. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was cool with it. I started him and I was cool with it. I was very disappointed. OJ Howard's touchdown. I freaked out. I was like, that's the wrong fucking tight end. Six that was targets. my whole week. Six targets, not too shabby. More snaps, more routes. He took it. Oh, I was wrong. And I was wrong about Ronald Jones. Maddie, I was wrong. Okay. Thought he was garbage. He runs, yeah, he runs hard. He finds the hole and makes one cut easily and he's got a little bit of hands and i thought leonard was just gonna take it i said start him week one i was we all about that it maybe do we think that maybe this is extra motivation for ronald jones the second that leonard Fournette gets signed he realizes how much he's actually fighting for an nfl position and a contract and a long-term career so maybe this is the boost that ronald jones has needed this entire time i don't know i still think he gets I mean, overtaken and the yeah. big the biggest plus, hold up, Chris. The biggest plus <laughs> was that Tom had never played live action with his guys. And you saw Mike mm-hmm. Evans run a couple routes where he quit, and it, one turned into a pick, and it's like, damn. So they have to run it early. And it's driving us crazy because we want to see fireworks. You see the Saints did a lot, too. Latavius Murphy got a lot of work. And uh, Tom was going to Scotty Miller because he's right there and he's wide open. And it looked weird. So they really fed him the rock, and you can't be Leonard the rock when he's been there for like six days. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the exception is Kenyon Drake, and that was, that was freakish, right? We were all blown away that against San Francisco, within a week or two weeks, he was just yeah, tearing it up. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know how the season's going to go. What's up, Matt? Question for you as far as Fournette goes and redraft. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you value him as today? Like a straight oh, see, value? I'm, I'm, you I'm see he, look, he's an RB one, or he's nothing. That's yep. why I don't know what to do. Yeah, he, just he's going to take that lead back roll at at Tampa Bay, like and you if said. If he doesn't, then it's nothing. Yep, if he takes it, right. he's a one. If it doesn't, then Ronald Jones is a yeah. two, and he's how, a nothing. How many so leagues were won last lead? year with with Peyton Barber or, or Ronald Jones on the roster? You know, because because if he doesn't take it over completely, that's what you got. It's another Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber. That's not going to help anybody. It's a anybody. prettier one. It's a better one. They're going to score more points. But yeah, he's got a couple of twos. Yeah, something yeah, to stay away from him and redraft unless he's cheap, huh? Yeah, I, I screwed up because I traded uh, – after the trade went down, we were talking about upside in your favorite location. I said Tampa. I said <laughs> he's got, like, top seven upside. Out the now, and I meant it. So, I traded – hold up. I traded Chark for Leonard Fournette and uh, Deontay Johnson. I wait. I thought about it for about ten minutes, and then I just did it, and I was all about it. And then I watched week one, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that was a mistake." Week one can throw those daggers at you for sure. You may have made a very big mistake, or you may have. Or I may have broken. I may have broken. I didn't win it. 
You got Deontay. You're fine. I got Deontay. Ten targets, bro. I just paid a first for him right before the season started. I had to get another share. It was a late first. The guys belonged to the best. I'm not excited about Deontay Johnson. Not excited about Deontay Johnson. He's a flex spot. You okay, like move on. We will, we will get to Deontay Johnson. We do have to move forward with what's happening uh, for the rest of our segment that we have here, uh, the Swipe Right segment. We've got to move on to this. This is something that everyone's going to be looking for, paying attention to. Are we swiping right? Are we swiping left on these guys? Uh, we have compiled the list from all of the top waiver ads for week two. Uh, and these are less than 50% owned in Yahoo leagues. So that's super important to know. Uh, that's the form we could find and track and see uh, how much they are or what percentage they are owned in. So uh, these guys that are going to, we're going to be listing off for you. We're going to get into their stat lines and. Uh, how much they are or what percentage they are owned in. So uh, these guys that are going to, we're going to be listing off for you. We're going to get into their stat lines and, and also the narrative behind the future for these guys. So to kick it off right away, let's get right into the running back position, uh, starting off with Naheem Hines. And let's work our, work our way around here. Maddie, you can start off and we'll go to Sean. We'll go to Chris and then we'll finish with Burke. Are you swiping right? Are you taking them? Uh, seriously, and what's your fab expenditure, or are you swiping left and getting rid of them? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Naheem Hines, right all the way. I don't know if I can afford him because I don't know if he will have an Eckler-type role as far as rushing goes. So, whew. Uh, flex play, but swipe right. I'd say 15%, something like that, maybe. I don't know. He's a flex to me. High floor flex, but I don't see him taking over that job. So with JT there, and a little bit. Gotcha. Madman? Naheem Hines, give me all that stuff in a PPR. Absolutely. I'll take that shit because we got Mr. Dumpoff himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seven, seven carries, 28 yards, one touchdown, eight receptions, 45 yards, and another touchdown. So – uh, you're not going to get those touchdowns, but you're going to get those catches. But maybe, I don't know, with the Rivers, you know. I don't know. We'll debate that, but I got to wait my turn. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris, you're, you're next. Are you swiping right or left? Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is look at uh, what happened with Austin Eckler when he had Phillip Rivers, what happened to Austin Eckler when he didn't, and then flip the script, what happened to Naeem Hines when he, when he didn't have Phillip Rivers versus how week one went. It's small data size, uh, but uh, I think 15% uh, should probably get him in most leagues, but I'd feel comfortable, depending on my running back situation, to go as high as 20 25%. Um, touchdowns may or may not come, but it's pretty obvious he's going to get a lot of usage there. And uh, who are their wide receivers? You know, it's not like they're rocking five wide out there every week. Um, he is absolutely part of that passing game. So something to look forward to. Excellent. And then Bert finishes up with Naheem Hines. All right, man. We haven't seen him with Phillip Rivers for very long. We saw him with Brissett, but we did see him with Andrew Luck as a rookie. All right. And he looked pretty good. He had 63 catches as a rookie. All right. 425. That's not outstanding. But as a rookie, he got some run on third down. If he's going to be that third down back, I like the value. I'm, I'm probably paying about 30 bucks just to lock him down. 
And the rest of the list is this is why it's tricky on week one because there's so many hype guys and there's so many people that disappointed. And sometimes it's better, it's usually better to just not bid on anyone and then see who people drop and scoop that. All right. In some leagues, people are going to be dropped. Preston Williams is going to be dropped yes. because the guy needs a running back. It's going to happen. But on this whole list, the rest of them I'm putting, I'm probably going to swipe right on a lot of them and just put up $0 and put them in an order of what helps my team and hope I get one of them because I'm only filling one or two spots. We play those 10 starters and those five bench spots. So you don't have a lot of wiggle room. But Hines, I think, is, is going to have an Eckler-like season, not from last year, but from two years ago, where he ends up about RB21, RB24, something like that, because of Mr. Dumpoff. And if you're going to get – he's not going to get eight catches a game. But if you could just say he has no less than three or four in any given game, he is absolutely a must-start because he gives you that four with the upside. T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman are going deep. Right, so it opens up that shallow thing, and Doyle, baby hands, Doyle cannot beat any coverage. Hines can, and he's electric with the ball. So this is the one I am the most bullish on. I'm a little upset it was first, but you know, here we go. I'm Gotta get you the fire off it. All in on Naheem Hines. All in on Naheem Hines. Yep. Excellent. So you know, Naheem Hines, if he is owned, then he's someone worth trading for, especially with the Marlon Mack injury uh, out for the year. That just only opens up more room for Naheem Hines. Yeah. No, another point. Sorry. I'm sorry. No. One more thing. He, Jonathan Taylor is a physical specimen. He's awesome. We all love him. We love watching him. We root for the guy. He's got a hard work ethic, yada, yada, yada. He's a rookie coming off a 12-game slate, maybe 14 if they make a pro bowl. I mean, a, a bowl game. And now he's playing in the NFL where people hit harder, where the weeks feel shorter, where there's, there's more going on football-wise. And rookies no generally – generally rookies either get edged like slowly in. I'm just going to go back to last year where Miles Sanders got slowly put in, right? Or they get hurt. Josh Jacobs missed a few games. He was phenomenal, but he missed a few games. Or they're inefficient. Like you're looking at Monty. Those are the big three from last year. You can go through the years. It's very rare that a guy comes out and tears it up unless he plays for an elite offense. I'm not saying Jonathan Taylor can't. But if he misses even a game, Hines is a must start. Is he going to be a top five back? No. All right, but we play week to week, week to week. And Jonathan Taylor, who's behind Hines? Who are they going to go sign? They're not going to spend money on Freeman. They're going to go get a guy like some sort of reserve power back. So Lamar Miller. Yeah, sure. Just for vet, you don't really want to play him, but I guess you might in a pinch, you know, the Carlos Hyde type role. But everybody's taken. So Hines is a – he's got standalone value, actual standalone value. Not like Edmonds where he gets some touches here and there. Like this guy's going to put up fantasy points in any game that the Colts are good. We expect them to be decent. They play the Jaguars twice a year, right? The division isn't lock solid. And yeah. All right. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I could, I, like I said, I could talk for a week. I'm not, not he hides for no reason. Watching bus. He's the highlight. Uh, he is the bell of the ball on this week's waiver wire. So get out there, spend your fab. Uh, we're talking, Berkey's talking about 30% fab in a week one waiver ad. That's, that's an extreme amount for an, a long season where fab can make the difference for you in the playoffs. When an injury happens, I am in a league last year, Brashad Perriman uh, won a guy a championship off the waiver wire. So, uh, you know, you, you do have to make sure you have reserves, but to, to boast out a 
a waiver ad for nine Hines. That's, that's, you know, that's telling you something from Berkey. So uh, down the list right next off uh, the hottest news uh, guy that we're hearing about and, and his success rate and all of this in LA is Malcolm Brown. Uh, Malcolm Brown had 12 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown and was the better back passing the eye test uh, for the Rams. So, uh, Mad, or Maddie, back to you, Maddie, Daddy, for Malcolm Brown. Are you swiping right? Are you swiping left? Swiping left, Brian. Not gonna do it. Not, Not gonna, gonna fall for it like last year. Yeah, week one last year, he was one of the top ones. I don't want any part of this Rams backfield, even if it kind of mimics San Francisco. Just not my cup of tea week one. Uh, might have a couple good weeks, but not for the Maddie Daddy. Swipe left. Madman. You swiping right, you swiping left, Malcolm Brown. I mean, I'm not spending much. I'll take him. If I'm RB needy and I like I have Miles Sanders injured, like I have a team right now that just lost Miles Sa- Lev Bell and Miles Sanders is out. Um, I'm still pretty deep at that team, but I'll still take the running back. I'm just not gonna spend much. I'm not gonna I'm gonna go like fucking and that's the thing, I'm not gonna get him. If I'm not gonna spend much, I'm not gonna get him. So I might as well just say swipe left, because I'm not gonna get him. Put your money elsewhere then. Chris, how about you? Yeah, I mean, it's all about team need, right? Uh, if you're super desperate, uh, he could probably win you a week or two just with this sort of work. But we all know uh, Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson, both day two picks, two years in a row. Um, Rams aren't just going to let those guys sit on the sidelines while a sixth-year uh, guy continues to rack up the work. They're going to work those guys in. You have to know that's coming. So. Uh, take him for cheap, but uh, I wouldn't invest my piggy bank in him. When you say cheap, about 5 to 10% fab, I'm assuming? Yeah. I mean, that would, that would honestly be tops. Again, he might win you a week or two. That's worth something. But uh, we're here to win the season, right? Right. Berkey, uh, swiping right, swiping left? I'm going to swipe right on almost any everybody, and I'm going to put them in a list. <laughs> okay? Because it's week one, and I, I'll just take whoever I get. They can't all go. I'll take the lowest one. It's going to be zero dollars on an FAAB. And if I have like a waiver priority, I'm not taking them. But they play the Eagles next week. I expect them to be winning that game. The Washington football team just put him on, put it on him for no reason. He's going to get the goal line work. Perhaps Akers shows out and takes the job next week. Um, but again, zero zero dollar budget. I put it on him. And I just see who I can get out of the list because I expect them to be winning. And they do like Malcolm Brown. He is the experienced guy. He's not going to fumble. He's going to hit the hole. And last year, the Lions tried to sign him as depth, and they matched the offer. So they paid him. Yeah, the, you know, the Malcolm Brown experience has been as such. He performs week one. We really want him, and then he disappears. But he has always continuously been in the coaches, not, not even in the coaches, on the team with money. And they've made sure they've kept him. So they, they clearly love this guy in, a, in enough of a sense to keep him around on the team. You know, I drafted him uh, in way, way, way in five years ago when I drafted Todd Gurley. I drafted him in a, probably the 24th round of a dynasty startup. And, and even now, I guess he's paying dividends in my week one yet again. So I'm going to throw him on the trade block and see what happens there. Uh, but moving down to our next uh, guy, our eligible date here for swipe right, swipe left. Uh, Benny Snell, got to talk about it. I want to bring him up over Jarek McKinnon. He went 19 attempts or 19 carries for 113 yards. Looked like a Pittsburgh Steelers running back. 
uh, in the absence of uh, James Conner. Matty Daddy, Penny Snell, swiping right, swiping left. Swiping right all day. This is the, to me, the bell of the ball. Conner's a fucking, what's it called? A China doll, man. He doesn't stay healthy. I feel like they want to do just one back in this, you know, backfield. Pittsburgh's the place to be, and Benny Snell's the name to know. Swipe right all the way. I'd say right at, you know, maybe 30, maybe more. Uh, out of these guys, he's the one I want. Swipe right. Benny Snell above Naheem Hines for Maddie Daddy. Uh, Madman, how do you feel about that? Benny the not snail, because he is not a snail. I'm all over. I couldn't agree more with Mr. Maddie Daddy. I think uh, I think Connor is just uh, a, a fucking mess, of a, and uh, God bless him. God bless him and his family. No disrespect, but uh, fuck off. I want all of the snail. I'm going 100, percent Maddie. You're not getting them. No, I'm not going. It's off. insane. <laughs> We're trying to help. We're trying to help people, Sean. We're trying to help people. You got 100 bucks. I'm going to put out. James Connor with two stars. 25%. I'd go about 25%. 25%. Excellent. You guys Chris, really think that Connor is not going to – Yes, Connor is not a football player anymore. He lost wow. his – His track history is not too great, Burke. Uh, speaking of his track history, he has left uh, – of the games that he has played in, he has left one-third of them in the last year at some point in the game. And that's just the games that he's been active for. Those are the players that we love – to hate we can't put them in because it's just it's it's a liability at that position so chris you swipe and right you swipe and left on one benny snell i can't believe he'd be on waivers in any reasonable league other than maybe a shallow redraft league so yeah swipe right i mean watch the games you know i mean this guy's worth uh honestly uh, based on what we saw i would say if you if you had to Fifty uh, percent of your budget would would go to Benny Snell because he's gonna just get work all year long if he plays like that. And uh, Connor just doesn't have the body to take that job back. So um, this one I would invest in heavily in week one. I don't think you probably have to do that in most leagues. Most people probably aren't gonna be that aggressive, but um, you know your league better than I do. Uh, you know, be as aggressive as you need to. This guy's gonna get work. He's gonna be an RB two. That's an every every week uh, player. Absolutely. Perky, and you agree on this, but I, obviously Naeem Hines is going to be your highest. How much? How much? I don't agree on like crap that they just said. James Conner is not dead. Benny Ooh, Snell doesn't catch okay. the ball, and he runs hard. It's one week. Calm down. You now, the, the, Steelers, the, the Steelers want to use one guy. They want to. <laughs> and they have McFarlane and, and Samuels as pass catchers because Snell's not. So if Conner is down, fine but I still don't think I want him. So I would swipe right at $0 behind Malcolm Brown, and the next guy up behind Naheem Hines would be the guy we're going to talk about next. And again, so everyone for, for Berkey, uh, just, to, just to state your claim and how you're playing this, you're, you're actually swiping right on everyone. So you are the yeah. guy with the machine. Well, no, not everyone. There's a couple of <laughs> right for everyone. There's, there's, you put Send in your waiver wire offers, bid. Man. Yeah, you put in your waiver wire <laughs> bid of what you're comfortable with for the guy you want, and the rest of them you put at zero because I can't differentiate them. Like I'll put one above the other, but I don't really care, and I'll take whoever is the cheapest if I can't go get Naheem Hines. Gotcha, gotcha. Excellent. So it's not Benny Snell. 
it's well that's that's the first contrarian contrarian to even if you know putting the side to even if uh james connor is dead like we're proclaiming here that you know that benny snell still isn't the upside so berkey we're we're gonna be paying attention to that too a little bit because we're going to bring it up quite the opposite so um There's going to be, I'm going to list off a few more guys here in a row, just for your time's sake. I'm going to list them off. And if someone has something to say about one of them specifically and, and a good amount of fab or absolutely don't be hidden or don't be fooled by the fool, uh, fool's gold that lies in front of you, uh, please say so. But right off of the bat, Jarek McKinnon comes in. Joshua Kelly comes in uh, with an impressive performance, 12 uh, carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. James Robinson, 16 carries for 62 yards, uh, one catch for 28 yards. Peyton Barber, of course, with the two touchdowns, uh, except for terrible uh, yards per average. Miles Gaskin, which we did talk about with Chris a little bit uh, in his watching of the uh, New England-Miami game. Uh, He went nine uh, carries for 40 yards and four catches for 26 yards. So we know Chris is going to be all over Miles Gaskin. And then Josh Adams had to get in the list just because of the Le'Veon Bell uh, going down on the IR. He had two attempts for eight yards and two catches for 14 yards. Nothing big there, but more narrative. Uh, any of you guys have anything that you want to go into with one of these guys I just listed off? Not yeah. much. All right. Wait, yeah, I got a yeah. Yeah, Mr. Kelly. Yeah, Mr. Kelly and Mr. McKinnon, man. Get those guys. Yeah, um, McKinnon is, McKinnon's a definitely a big love as well for me, Madman. But go ahead. Yeah, Mr. McKinnon, man, he's back. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. He's going to get every third down. Um, and he's going to get work. He's going to get some other work, too, I feel like, down uh, through the season. You never know. He's a rainy day kind of guy. You're not, you, and he, I think the upside is there with an injury, too. Um, again, he's coming back after a long, long time. You got to think they're just going to work him back in. If that role could expand where he could get himself a nice chunk of that amazing uh, – run attack he gets more carries and, and is on, on third downs uh could give you something he's something i want to own he's somebody i want to own absolutely agreed and you mentioned uh john uh mr kelly as well uh mr kelly mr kelly uh looked like they ran the fuck out of the ball i mean i can't believe austin eckler got like what 19 20 carries and then kelly got 12 they're gonna run the ball that many times he might steal even a couple more carries next game uh, so they're running the piss out of the ball. He's going to have value. He's going to, he's going to be in that RB three range. So yeah, I definitely want Kelly. He's, he's obviously got a role and that role could expand. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to bring up something back on, uh, on McKinnon, because I am a huge fan myself of Mr. Jet McKinnon. Uh, he hadn't played a football game in nearly 1000 days, not a live active game, 1000 days. Uh, and to have him come back and, and actually be make an impact and score a touchdown. It, it was it was great to see. I love that the Niners have kept him around. I love him in a Shanahan system. Uh, but again, I, I agree with you, Madman, for a rainy day. So we're going to move on to our wide receivers. Uh, right off the list, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, four catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Maddie, Daddy, are you swiping right? Are you swiping left on MVS? I'm not falling for this one. Swiping left. Between him and Lazard, I don't know who to pick, and I don't want to mess with that. I will not be putting a waiver claim in on MVS. Receiver is too deep. I'll just play matchups. No way, Jose. Gotcha. Madman, what about you? No. No, no, no. I don't want to deal with the Green Bay the Green Bay attack. We've been chasing the wide receiver, too, 
for the Green Bay Packers for since Jordy left, and uh, it's it's not happening. You're you you're you're never gonna know when to play those guys. I don't think so. I think the the Vikings pass D is absolutely fucking pathetic, and remember that matchup. Any start wide receivers against the Vikings. Um, that if they face even a slightly better defense, they're not going to do much. No, right. thanks. So that's, uh, that's two. Uh, Chris, how about you? Yeah, swipe left. Swipe and left. MVS. Nobody impressed. Berkey, be the contrarian. No. No, what's the game? <laughs> they, they ran plays to try and get Lazard the ball on sweeps and stuff, and they did it early, and he's, he's, he's a friend of Rogers. They had Thanksgiving together. I don't know. It, when you're, when you're going through your reads, it's Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams. And then if you're going to get off that, he's going to look at Lazard first. MVS had a couple of big plays. He's going to have boom weeks. I think if this is the biggest boom, uh, no, left. Swiping left all the way around because I will agree on that. MVS, it's just been that Ferris wheel of who is going to be the number two wide receiver. Uh, there in Green Bay, and like they said, like you said, uh, Burke, they were trying to get the ball to uh, Alan Lazard a little bit designed. So, um, and that was just a monster game by Aaron Rodgers. We can't expect that every game. So, uh, moving down the list, Sammy Watkins, uh, seven for eighty-two and one. This we saw this last year. Is anyone falling for it again? Madman, are you? Or excuse me, Maddie Daddy, are you swiping left? Are you swiping right? Hard left, not falling for it, Brian. Hard not left. today. As anyone swiping right on Sammy Watkins, let's just call yes. him that. Yes. Madman. I'm, I'm, I'm terribly ashamed. I think he put a spell on me. I think he did some kind of lizard dance in my dream. <laughs> and um, I just, I don't know why, but the, the way that he was, you like, what if something changed? What if, is, again, it's Devontae Parker's fault. It's fucking now Corey Davis busting out last night. It's like, you know, it's just one game, but somehow I want him on my team. I don't know why. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to break the bank. No way, but I'll put a little something out there. I'll put a little something out there for the lizard. A little oh, thing to, on it. Uh, you know, to, to top <laughs> on to Sammy, his last few games that weren't fantasy relevant in the playoffs, absolutely targeted, targeted absolutely heavily. And what did he have with Patrick Mahomes this week? Nine targets. Nine targets from Patrick Mahomes is sellable anywhere. Uh, so, Chris, what about you? Swiping left, swiping right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm inclined to swipe right, uh, but we've seen this so many times with Sammy Watkins. I, I'm hesitant to go all in. Um, he, this is a nice game, but uh, if you watch the game, Tyreek Hill uh, still feeling a little bit of that hamstring injury, uh, and he and Travis Kelsey obviously getting the brunt of the, of the top coverage. So, I just – I don't think this guy is the number one option. I don't think he's the number two option when all systems are go. Um, and that was the case last year. So, it's quite right for cheap. I mean, he's still a Patrick Mahomes uh, wide receiver too. I mean, that's rosterable. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's probably better than, a, you know, Haskins wide receiver too, right? So, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, again, I just wouldn't spend that much on him. Right. And, Berkey, close us out on uh, the Lizard King. <laughs> yeah. It's another zero FAAB, and he's at the bottom of the list. Because, like you said, if you get that many targets from Pat, well, we've seen this before, right? We've seen this before. So, I'm not yeah. going to spend any money on him. And w when you're picking up a guy off waivers, you generally want to play them. You're not going to pick them up and stash them. We only have five bench spots. And the Chiefs play the Chargers next week. I mean, it's going to be another route. 
So I, I assume Tyreek's going to get loose and Kelsey's always going to be a target sponge. And then what if Clyde gets just more than two targets? Like, so mm-hmm. I'm out. Everybody out on the Sammy Watkins, the Lizard King except, himself. Except for, uh, except for Sean. Except the Mad Man is, is man. in. He wants him. Not well, my, he, has a, he had the Lizard Skull cast over him. It's not my fault. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we're going to mention a couple more guys here. I want you guys to tell me actually who you're swiping right on for the sake of time. So, uh, each, I'm going to read them off. Uh, these are the most popular waiver ads for week two as of thus far. Uh, first off to lead the list past MDS and Sammy Watkins is Russell Gage, who had nine, uh, catches for 114 yards. And of course we all know all three of those wide receivers in Atlanta got over a hundred yards. Uh, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, with our resident lover uh, and Chris Lemoulier, so we know where he's swiping right. Uh, Corey Davis, like Madman had mentioned, that Devontae Parker, fifth-year breakout, what is happening? Uh, seven for 101 for him. Uh, and then down on the bottom, uh, a little bit more of the bottom feeder, uh, is Scotty Miller coming in with five receptions for 73 yards, and Danny Amendola, uh, five receptions for 81 yards. Uh, we're going to start with you, uh, Matty Daddy. Who you or any of those swiping right, swipe right material? I'm telling you right now, guys, Russell Gage makes me horny. I want him on every <laughs> redraft and dynasty team. I think you know Falcons offense passes the shit out of the ball. They get the Cowboys next week. I think he can be a viable flex, and all it takes is one injury, and he's you know putting up Ridley numbers. Swipe. He's other than uh Snell. He's my top. Top ad. I'd, I'd put in maybe, I think you can get him cheaper than 15, but maybe 12, 15% of your waiver bid on Gage and just he's the ultimate receiver handcuff. So hard, man. You're, you're buying that he took over the Hayden Hurst role uh, oh, and yeah. Hayden Hurst took over the Russell Gage role. There's plenty <laughs> to go around, baby. Uh, Chris, why don't you break right into LaVisca Shaw for us? Because we know that's who you're swiping right on. Well, yeah, let's let's be clear, right? So if we're talking about uh, redraft, uh, you know, he's still a rookie wide receiver. He's still uh, arguably the second uh, in targets over there in Jacksonville. Uh, usable asset for sure. Uh, I own him in, in, a, in a couple few uh, redraft leagues, but uh, I don't know that I'd go out of my way too much on him. Uh, somewhere in that 5 to 10% neighborhood seems pretty reasonable. Uh, I can't believe – I can't believe he'd be on um, – uh, dynasty waivers in any way shape or form but uh perhaps if you're in maybe like a um maybe like a a a start four or five wide receiver uh league uh in that case uh, the more wide receivers you have to start uh the more i would spend uh, exponentially on lavisca chanel uh let me let me just throw this one out at you while i've got you LaVisca Chenault finished with the second highest target share among rookies with 20%. He ran the ball twice and was the only rookie receiver to score a touchdown. Um, he's on pace already for over, uh, over a uh, hundred touches. And it, that includes slot H back quarterback uh, tailback and the, the traditional wide receiver touches where he logged uh, probably 80% of his snaps as a wide receiver. They uh, put him out there first and foremost as a pass catcher. And then you see his utility is just unbelievable. Uh, I've said it before. He's, you know, 230 pounds. He runs like a rocket ship. 
uh, and he just knocks dude over. <laughs> if this guy keeps running routes like this, keeps getting touches like this, um, look out. I mean, the ceiling is, is just it's, – it's whatever he wants to make of it. But he's a rookie. So, I, I mean, I just, it can't be said enough. Uh, rookies typically take a long time to break out in the NFL uh, and for good reason. So take a flyer for sure, but, you know, don't, don't break your budget on, uh, on him in a redraft setting if you don't already have him. And him being a rookie, you probably won't have to break the bank too much on your fab to, to acquire him in redraft. So, um, Madman, who's your guy in this list? Who are you swiping right on? Or are you at all? You didn't name my sweetheart. My sweetheart should be on this list. But I know he's going to be available in most leagues. Mr. Robbie Anderson. Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson. He actually was 54% owned in Yahoo League. So he did not make the cut. But go ahead, please, because I love this man. If he's out there, I like Russell. I like the call on Russell Gage. Um, again, they just chucked the ball in Atlanta. He's got a nice PPR floor. If you're just you're struggling during bye weeks or it's a bigger 16-team, 14-team type league, get that man on your roster. Uh, not going to give you many touchdowns, but he's got a nice little floor. And then they get behind like they did, and he has a big game. So, But Robbie Anderson, I just want to cover real quick, too. If he's out there, like you said, pretty close. He's out there in half leagues. Uh, get that man on your roster. He's underrated. They're using him not just as a deep guy to go deep and to – he's all around. Like he had – before he had that big monster play, he was right there with DJ Moore and targets. And I think it's – DJ Moore, I'd be – I'm not concerned, but I am a little concerned about how the targets are going to mix up. And that's why I want Robbie Anderson on my team is if that trend continues and they're about – they're pretty close to targets, Robbie Anderson's dangerous. He's very underrated. That's a college coach. Remember that the coach brought him in. They signed him. That's a key component to hit this story for, for me, for Robbie. And I was in on him a little bit before the season. I was always keeping my eye on him. And I was very interested to see how this game went. And it went – it couldn't have gone better for his first game. Again, it's his college coach who signed him now, who's a professional coach, to bring him in. And he's talking him up all offseason saying he's not just a deep threat. And he kind of proved it. He even caught the two-point conversion, man, red zone threat. So I want Robbie Anderson in my team. Yeah, Coach Matt Rule out of uh, Temple bringing on Robbie Anderson and using him the right way, the the way that he was meant to be used with his speed. Uh, we saw him go off for a touchdown as well on a very long run. And, you know, like we always say about the running back committees, when it comes to investing in those guys, you take the guy that is valued lower because he, the opportunity is there when you match the cost to it. So, uh, I, I actually have a little bit of concern myself for DJ Moore and what his target share will look like in this new offense uh, when they brought in a guy like Robbie Anderson uh, with that connection to Matt Rule, like you were just talking about, Mad Man. So uh, thank you for that. That's definitely a good add to this list for us just tapping out over uh, 50% on. Uh, Berkey, close us out. One of these guys on your swipe right list? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of landmines here. Let me just – I'm going to quickly go. LaVisca Sinault's target share is a little bit of a – Ballast because they the guy had 20 attempts. Minshew had 20 attempts. Russell Gage is filling that big slot. He's like Muhammad Sanu, right? So he's going to be serviceable without question. If, like he said, he's the ultimate wide receiver handcuff. That's not something I seek out. But if there is an injury, he's going to tear it up. And if Hayden Hurst can't catch on fire, he's going to be a very solid ad. Uh, Robbie Anderson, man, Teddy threw deep. But they played the Raiders. Okay, but they're going to be losing every game. So it's not a bad ad. Uh, but when I'm getting into – waiver wires I'm looking for somebody I can play and that is Danny Amendola for the Lions they were playing the Packers we're on the road I say we am a Lions fan a little bit of a homer mm-hmm. pick but 
Kenny Galladay's hamstring is a little off. Quintus Cephas doesn't know how to stack a corner, and that is his big thing. He's a big play guy. So when you're looking over the middle, you're looking at TJ, you're looking at Amendola, and you're looking at Swift. All right, so if we're going to go with play actions and Cephas can't beat his man and Jones is doubled, it's going to go to go to Danny, which it did a lot last game. So you got a solid floor, and if he scores a touchdown or two, we've seen it before, it's one week. So if there's a guy I'm picking up and plugging in, it's Danny. I hope that you drafted enough wide receivers where you don't have to, but if you're riddled with injuries, that is the guy that I'm picking up because I can play him this week. Yeah, and he offers you a safe floor. Uh, Danny Amendola saw seven targets, uh, caught five balls for 81 yards. So he gives you that little bit of floor, you know, 81 yards on five receptions. That's, uh, you know, 16, 16 yards uh, a catch. So, you know, that's, uh, that's what you need for a floor for a guy that you have to plug in. Uh, so Danny Amendola, you can absolutely find cheap and you can get him for practically nothing, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, it's fast. a zero dollar bid, and if you don't get them, you're not going right. to cry. But if you put do, a, put a dollar, put a dollar down, just to ensure that you can get him, because you could get screwed with waiver priority uh, order if you if you and another guy go at it for um, uh, for zero dollar fab. But that's a good pull. Um, really rapid fire, uh, swipe right, swipe left uh, for the tight end and quarterback position because we do have to close it out here for you guys. So uh, Dallas Goddard, anybody swiping left? Or do we all want to lose? No, I mean, left we is all bad. If Goddard's on your waiver, go get him. He's the clear, he's the clear guy to get Receivers are banged up. He had a big game. They're going to be trailing a lot. They're playing the Rams. Go get him. Go get Goddard. Swipe right on Goddard. Uh, Logan Thomas, swipe right, swipe left. Swipe right. 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 And you can get him for cheap. Even though he scored a touchdown in his debut for the uh, Washington football team, uh, you can get him cheap. Uh, put – Two dollars fab, put two percent fab on him, and you can get him. Chris, I know you have a little juice you want to spread on Logan Thomas. <laughs> yeah, take the touchdown out of it. Uh, he still was what second in the on the team in targets, uh, second or third in yards. Uh, he's very clearly part of their game plan. He's getting involved. Uh, if you picked a, a turd of a tight end, let's say you uh, waited too long and you put all your hopes and dreams into Austin Hooper, uh, flush him and grab Logan Thomas, uh, it would be worth it just to immediately switch out. And I can almost guarantee you he's available in any league that you're in on the waiver wire. He was on um, three of my four dynasty waiver wires uh, before the game uh, Sunday. So uh, surely he's on most redraft uh, waiver wires. Absolutely. Absolutely is. And... Moving forward with some of these guys, O.J. Howard, uh, four for 36 and a touchdown, too. Looked like uh, he was the more competent Rob Gronkowski out there because Gronkowski did not look like a football player. So uh, any swipe right ability on O.J. Howard for anyone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me some of that, O.J. Anything with Tom for you, Madman, yeah? Oh, if, you're, if, you're in, if you're getting six targets from Tommy Boy, you got, you got, you got, I'm interested in you for sure. <laughs> Uh, anyone interested in uh, swiping right on Kirk Cousins after his uh, little performance in the second half of that game? Mm, not unless you're in Superflex. He's a streamer otherwise. All right. 
Uh, Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I saw this stat. I wish I had it in front of me. Uh, the last four times that he has played the Detroit Lions, I mean, he has just carved them up. I mean, um, unbelievable uh, stats when he plays the Detroit Lions. Uh, it's hard not to believe this is just another one of those, and he'll go right back to the Trubisky we know and love uh, next week. Well, Trubisky was Trubisky for the first three quarters. Let's get that straight. He he was absolutely god-awful for the first three quarters. That <laughs> so, uh, he proved himself to be himself, and uh, that coaching staff and front office not having any idea what to do just kept him in, and he turned it around. So good for him. Uh, it won't last. <laughs> uh, anyone interested in Philip Rivers or Ryan Tannehill swiping right on any of those guys? Same deal. Not unless Superflex. For some right. or, yeah, or for streaming. All four of them have yeah. really good matchups, but I yeah, good matchups. Uh, that's definitely something to pay attention to. Uh, on and on our website coming out soon, uh, fffaffair.com for everyone that will have uh, some of our juicy matchup uh, highlights for the week for you. Uh, continuing with our DFS every single week, articles that we have written for you guys to take home those DFS uh, titles every week. Uh, also, articles coming nonstop from our writers, from our editors, doing a great job at fffaffair.com. Um, is there any last notes from any of my guys here? What do we want to say to head out? Maddie, Daddy, what do we have? Well, guys, I don't know about you all, but week one was amazing. I felt like Ricky Martin living the Vita Loca. <laughs> it's uh, living La Visca Loca. La Visca Loca. You can find me at MaddieDaddy26. Give me a shout. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> Chris, uh, hit us with your Twitter. Yeah, man, I'm at this time around. Uh, feel free to engage me with uh, anything you agree, disagree. Uh, let's talk. Uh, I'm not a huge Jags fan, but my God, they've got some fun pieces. So that's obviously where I spent some of my time this week. Uh, looking forward to next week. Got a whole new slate of games, uh, all new matchups, all new stories to talk about. Oh, Chris, my boy. <laughs> my boy. Uh, Madman, we know that we can't look you up on Twitter, but you will seek those out that want to be found. Yes, that's correct. Don't you ever come knocking on my door. You might not like what you see or hear. You hear me? All right. Um, Oh, it's been bad, fun. Man. It's, been fun it's always a good time. I just spent. I just after talking about Robbie, I got a little fired up. I'm trying to buy him real cheap in Dynasty right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we all do while we're here, and we hear each other's opinions and, and uh, variations on these players. We we're hopping on our phones and on our apps, uh, getting on the sleeper app, and seeing what we can do to acquire some of our loves here. Uh, Berkey, send us out, man. What do you got for Twitter? Yeah, man, you can find me at Eric Burkholder6. It's, uh, it's spelled just like it sounds. If you know how it sounds, you know how it's spelled. Yeah, it's always good talking football. Uh, can't wait for next week. It's going to be brutal. Go Lions, right? It's gonna, this one's going to be rough. It's going to be tough brutal. to watch. Come we got no corners. Line. We got no linebackers. We got no wideouts. Let's go. Uh, As always, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a phenomenal time uh, talking football with you, getting into our fantasy, uh, swipe left, swipe right. Uh, go check out your waiver wires. Get those guys that we were talking about. Uh, again, my name is Brian Manganero. It's been a pleasure. You can find me at Twitter at Brian GM FF Affair. 
Again, uh, check us out, ffaffair.com. We have just started this. We're working really hard. Uh, we are working for the love of this game. Uh, shout out to all of our guys at ffaffair.com that are just working around the clock to get things done in their spare time and, and make this happen. So give us a listen, give us a shout, and thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week. Peace. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the Lord.